0: It was like, it was a bit of a kick in the teeth because I was he made me believe that I was the love of his life and that, but you know, here was this person that he was kind of made out that wasn't anything special or, but she was always kind of in the background.
1: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the From Devastated to Divorced podcast. I am Josie, your host and a separation survival specialist. Through my unique five chapters to surviving a separation methodology, I guide women who are grappling with the challenges of an unwanted separation. Together, we navigate the path from feeling devastated to confidently stepping into divorce. And today, I bring you another chapter checkup session. hello everyone and welcome back to another chapter checkup session today I have Sophia here with me that's going to share about her journey from devastated to divorced Hey Sophia how are you Hi great to meet
0: you Josie I'm doing doing well today um, and I'm really pleased to be able to do this uh, session with you uh, on on the
1: chapters. Excellent. Excellent. I'm so glad to have you here. So we're just going to dive right in and start with telling me a little bit about how long you were married. Okay. So this question, I
0: always say I was married last century, um, oh. and, uh, you know, in process of, of the divorce. Uh, so 99, 1999 was the year okay. I got married. So okay. very much, uh, you know, a traditional affair it was, and I had the, the big white wedding um, in the church, the dress, the, you know, the flower girls, the bridesmaids, all the, you know, trappings of a convenience and a traditional marriage in that sense, um, and I was only 23, 23 when I decided to, to take that leap
1: yeah okay i was also 23 when i got married so how long have you known your um is he now an ex-husband
0: we are separated and we are working towards a divorce but yes i would say that that would be the case
1: so how long did you know him did you date him before you got married
0: yes so we um i i met him really by chance um through a friend, a mutual friend who was dating his uh, friend and work colleague and it happened to be there was a spare ticket for a a concert um, and uh, a music gig and um, I went along, um, unbeknown to me, who was going to turn up and yeah, I I met him there and that was in 1997. So that was not too long after uh, actually Princess... uh, Diana, I think she, no, it was the July, Princess Diana passed away in August, and I didn't go out on a proper date with him until about uh, September, October time, Um, and purely because when I met him, I actually didn't think anything of him in that sense, in a romantic sense, it was just, he was the extra person, Um, he was very, very shy. Um, And I was, I guess, a bit more bubbly and um, talkative, like I can be. Um, (laughs) And he gave me a lift home. Um, I didn't particularly have much attraction for him at the time. And I think I made an offhand comment of, yeah, we might catch up again. And like I said, we didn't catch up until about, you know, months later. But in the background... Our friends had been, you know, trying to set us up, if you know okay. what I mean.
1: But right. my friend, I was going to ask that.
0: Yeah, but my friend actually saw mm-hmm. she was going to set him up with one of our other friends um, because she was into music. And even though I was into music, I, I wasn't, you know, I was more kind of arty. I, I, I'm not cool. So <laughs> I, I'm more of a nerd, I think. Um and um I didn't have a label as such. But um yeah, so yeah, she'd always had in the back of her mind that she would introduce him to our other friend.
1: Okay. And so I that you know, I find that interesting because I know that sometimes we can talk ourselves into relationships that we're not feeling for a multitude of reasons, right? So yeah. did not have a lot to do with, well, my friends, if I date him, that I'm going to, you know, I already we already have friends in common. What kind of pushed you to yeah. move forward, though you weren't really feeling it?
0: Well, I think my dating history hadn't been that great. <laughs> and um, I tend to prefer guys that are a bit, uh, what's the word, alpha male types and quite... Um, extroverted um he was completely the opposite so extremely introverted as a as a personality so for me that was a bit of a a, you know a point of difference Um, and and I guess I had to just get to know him a bit better so the instant attraction that I normally would expect to have with someone wasn't there because it wasn't you know that he he wasn't my normal type in that respect Um, but I wasn't at the time I wasn't really looking for that type of connection or or relationship I was quite uh, what's the word I like going out with my friends I was interested in building a career I was studying Um, I I had part time jobs I I was quite busy um, but I didn't wasn't really looking for, you know, to settle down, um, and, lo and lo and behold, you know, when you're not looking for it, yeah, it happens, um, but yeah, he ticked boxes, um, and um, obviously now on on the other side of, of you know, uh, being with someone for a long period of time, you analyse, you know, why, why did I get involved with this person in the first place, you know, what, what was it about him? <laughs> The difficulty with having been uh, a Gen Xer and uh, growing up where, you know, pe- all you saw was people get married, people right. didn't date, um, then we got engaged, but usually engagement was very quick and then the marriage. You didn't know from what I had seen around me growing up, it wasn't like people were best friends or... You know, they had kids and and it was just, that's what you did. It wasn't like you had this any dream that you would marry someone who was, you know, equal or better or it was just, you know, people were together and that's it. And it seemed to be uh, they were together for a length of time rather than it being about, well, do they actually get on or do they respect each other? So, I personally have, you know, done a lot of thinking over the last little while about, you know, what makes a good relationship, what makes a marriage, and, and what makes that whole thing about being together with someone. Because there's certainly ingredients that have to be there in order for it to be successful and to be healthy. Um,
1: and I think I think that's a a, a life lesson um, <laughs> certainly to come out of it. <laughs> Absolutely. So by the time you got to the marriage, you were in love with him? Were you, did you decide after getting to know him and whatever, were you going into the marriage? Okay, I didn't really feel it in the beginning, but after dating him and learning about him and, you know, he's the one or was he just, he's marriage material. He ticks the boxes, like you said, for a life partner and whatever those boxes are for your vision. And so what the heck, let's do this.
0: A bit of both really. Um, okay. I don't think I was experienced enough to know what, you know, being in love was. Um, and I would say it took me quite a while to, to feel like I loved him and it actually took well into my marriage to feel that as well. Okay. Um, I would say at the time I felt a lot of pressure from my family to marry. Um, we did live together for a bit beforehand, um, and that was it was difficult um, because it was his place. Um, we tried to make it nice, and there was a period where I moved out because it, it just things weren't going too well, and then he then. Uh, came found me and was like, "No, you have to come back. I, I, I need you." So that felt kind of like, you know, some ego. Yeah, I was pulled pulled back in again. But it's strange because even now, you know, we get along, but there's something that's missing, and I can't okay. quite describe what it is. Right. I personally think. And this is what I recommend to other younger women, especially my, that I've got two daughters. You've got to get to know someone. You've got to see them in every season. So you right. have to see them in, you know, how they are as people, how they deal with adversity, how they deal with their money, how right. they deal with setbacks, not just the good stuff and the happy times. That's the easy right. part. Absolutely. Um, Because those are the things that will, you know, very much be be real and part of any relationship that you have.
1: So mentioning in that aspect, we're going to talk about uh, chapter one, which is uh, subconsciously aware or blissfully unaware. It sounds like you might have been subconsciously aware that there's, you know, something maybe missing or you tell me.
0: Yes, yeah, so I would say that I was subconsciously aware when we were, you know, pre pre marriage, um, and I used to obviously chat to girlfriends and things and say, you know, why is he like this? Why is he doing? This? Because the honeymoon stage really died quite quickly. So in terms of like date nights, they didn't happen. Um, I saw other couples, you know do things together and go on holidays or, or they were, you know, the romantic gestures or they would go away and, you know, and this never was the case for us, but because I wasn't very high maintenance as in, I didn't expect these things. Um, right. You know, I I'd come from quite a humble family. So when I saw this kind of like additional things that people do, I just thought, well, they've obviously, you know, they've got income, And I was studying and I didn't necessarily have, you know, the the extra income. He didn't at that point in time earn particularly, you know, great money. It was was enough to live, but not enough to do all those, you know, big things. It didn't bother me. I didn't compare that. I didn't think he was lesser or they were better. It just felt that the romantic side was fleeting. And we literally, he asked me out this was before we were dating, he asked me to go to the pictures. We never actually, well, the cinema. Um, we never actually went to the
1: cinema till after we were married. Wow. You know, so it was, it was like... So what kind of dating, I mean, how, how did he woo you? Like, how, how, what, what would no. you guys do? Like, <laughs> No, it just, I guess... It, it, how did you connect? How would you, like, connect with each other? Just, like, talking, hanging out, yeah. watching TV, you know? Yeah. A lot of
0: hanging out one-to-one and watching TV. Right. And in, in the early years, we did do a lot of socializing. So social okay. drinking with friends, uh, going to parties, right. going... You know, I spent a lot of time with my family. Um, uh, he worked. Um, and, you know, and then we would spend time with his, his family. He was a, an only child, so... Go okay. to his parents quite a bit, um, right. and we we hung out hung out with his friends who were couples. So
1: yes, yeah. The one thing we haven't mentioned yet is how long were you married before the separation? How oh, long were so, you married?
0: Um, so I would say that it was so it was twenty just before the lockdown, the first lockdown. So 20, 20, 20, um mm-hmm. he filed for divorce um okay. and he put it down that we kind of the marriage started you know really irreconcilable really no, differences yeah situation. yeah
1: okay okay so let's talk about chapter two blindsided and devastated did you know this was happening were you caught off guard no did i didn't expect I it
0: didn't know this was happening so okay. it, it literally he didn't tell me um until one one weekend he got really 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 drunk now, this was a pattern, so he pretty much has always been a bit of a heavy drinker since we were together, and I really didn't I was more of a kind of social drinker, if you know what I mean, just for company or or events or celebration so he was he was drunk at the time and he said you I hate to do this, but you're going to get a letter soon uh, for divorce and I'm divorcing you. Um, and, yeah, that was a shock. Right. Because I had thought that we'd always went through hard times and but we'd all, it'd always been like, well, we do love each other so we could get through this. And everything that, like I said, that we'd went through it felt like it was just another channel challenge, another obstacle. Right. But what I hadn't realised, um, and I think this maybe happens to a lot of women, is that the intimacy goes and, you know, the physical touch goes right. quite early on, you know. Right. And I didn't notice that, you know, he wasn't doing it. He wasn't actually coming near me at all in that respect and I just thought it was me he didn't find me attractive anymore um and I tried to obviously make you know those changes to my appearance um my you know physical how I looked um right but there's only so much you can do
1: (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely Uh, because you can't change who you are No, you can't. And sometimes when it gets to that point, they have done the internal work themselves already to separate from you, and they don't give Mm -hmm. you the opportunity to do what you, you know, let's fix this, let's whatever, because they've already checked out quietly in the background. So regardless of what you do at that point, there was no warning sign or opportunity to fix things because by the time you're ready to try or to recognize it, they already have checked out. Yeah. So... After he you told you you were going to receive something, did he move out? Did he leave? Or this is COVID time, so did he just no. tell you this? And then you guys had to sit together in the... Yeah, in the so thing.
0: there was a, a period, I guess, where just before kind of the, the, the lockdown started. And I was like, well, I actually wasn't working because um, uh, I think a job that I had could, had ended quite... Uh, before before I had, you know, was ready, had found something else. So I was in an in-between roles. And then with the pandemic, it was like, there's no way I'm going to get anything. Um, right. And then nobody could go anywhere after that. You know, we were all kind of stuck together. So right. that was really hard because I was then put into a, a, a mindset of, you know, I'm with someone who doesn't want to be with me, and how do I? I and I can't. I can't afford to move. Um, my kids are in school, um, and you know, it's like, you know, that deck of cards. It was like everything just started to topple. Right, and, right. And obviously, before that, you know, in my kind of defense, I a part of the reason I didn't see that we weren't being good together was because I was so busy with the kids.
1: I was so busy and I was working. And That kind of just jumps back to like uh, chapter one, blissfully unaware and blissfully doesn't actually mean that you're just happy. It just means that you're so busy living life, doing all the things you need to do, making sure you're being responsible for all these things that you are not noticing the stuff that's kind of happening in the background because you're busy being the, you know, doing all the things that society yeah, yeah. has on you as yeah. the, the female parent. So yeah,
0: abs- absolutely. And I think, you know, he had made a lot of, he'd got into financial difficulty as well in that time. And um, he'd overstretched his, his finances and with sort of the credit crunch that happened um, in two thousand and eight, that had a bit, a, you know, a massive impact because right. he found himself out of work, um, and our youngest daughter was only months old, and um, so you know we had faced. And then two thousand and twelve was a horrific year. Um, I had to get uh, an operation, and um, I then got a job, which. Um, I told them about. I'm going to have this operation. I'll be out of, out, of, out of action for a little bit. Went back to work way sooner than what um, what I should have done, but you know it's one of those things where right. you felt you had to. Um, and then a few weeks later, my sister um, she died. Um, oh goodness! Suddenly, so again that was it. And then he lost his job uh, for the second time. So right. all these things happened in in about a space of six weeks.
1: So it makes sense that you're saying that this is just another, this is just another bump in the. If we've lived through all this stuff, yeah, what's what what's going on now? Why yeah. can't we push through this? And yeah. what was his explanation? What was his reason? I just don't want to. Did he have somebody else? What 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 was the reason?
0: Um, I've never really had a reason. Um, right, that's usually that's how it goes what's been the hardest um, right. other than the things that he expected to have, which he did end up getting, uh, the fancy car, oh. you know, um, the, the holidays, that, that kind of thing. It never satisfied him, but he was like that anyway. So anything that he ever set out to get it didn't keep him satisfied for long. Um, okay. And his kind of materialistic nature he'd get bored easily so I think his parents obviously noticed that his mum because she had when he told her that uh he had decided to call things a day she apparently she'd said well it's not a surprise to me you've not been really together for years you know um and perhaps, you know, people were starting to see,
1: you know, the arguments, the, right.
0: just the, you know, the disrespect.
1: Well, it doesn't sound like you, it doesn't sound like you had much of a relationship. You had a family unit in the, yeah. in the sense that there was a, a father, a mother, children, a household and stuff. But it doesn't sound like there was much of a, no, what you would but, imagine and assume a family would be. Did you yeah. feel that you were happy? Or were you just like, this is my life and I'm just living it? You know, where did you put yourself in the context of this?
0: I wasn't happy with the relationship because, you know, I did want a bit more and I had been wanting a bit more for quite a while. But my self-esteem wasn't great. So I didn't think that I deserved more and that that was okay. You know, as long as the kids were... Seen to and as long as they had a roof over their head and as long as they had and the thing is he went to work so you know like my because I came from kind of an old school traditional upbringing it was like well you know you put the dinner on the table for the man you enable him and you do everything and don't complain about it because he goes to work you know he's the provider
1: the bare minimum. He yeah. goes to work. <laughs> and so that's that's kind of the... Right. So you didn't statement. say like you had permission or a right to even complain about your lot in life because he's doing his part and so you need to be doing your part and expecting any more is a you problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Tell me how, obviously, you were, you were blindsided by his request... How did you kind of work through it? Do you feel like you worked through it? Did you? Well, uh, I, how, how I, did you have to deal with the children? How old were your daughters? Um, so my daughters were sort of my
0: oldest daughter. was is twelve, and the younger okay. one would have been nine, ten. Okay. So they're still, you know, still quite, quite young, young. and yeah. going through their own transitions. So of course, my oldest daughter, you know. High, at high school and and like the pair, pair of them they had a great childhood in terms of their schooling um and then they went to high school and it was like that big shift so oh, right. they changed as well so they went from being uh, amazing and and really compliant and doing you know everything that uh, i'd asked right. of them and they were happy and thriving and in high school you know they all hit that wee bit of Oh, I don't want to do Drama. this. And, yes. Yeah. And it <laughs> right. takes them a bit of time to, to find find their feet um, right. and become the people they're going to be. So, right. uh, you know, and I wanted to protect that and, and I wanted them to have, you know, to have everything that perhaps I didn't have so that they would be able to prosper in life. Right. And so these were very strong emotive things for me to actually keep the family unit together and I guess that's what I was doing for a long time but without actually understanding that yes exactly and it wasn't till I guess started you know working with uh I I got a job um, and I predominantly worked with women most of my career has been you know around women and they would talk a lot about their relationships and their, certainly their sexual relationships and with their husbands and boyfriends and whatever and you know, they would they would say things like you know, I, we're going away for the weekend and you know, up to this and doing this and that and I just didn't it was so alien to me and they'd said to me, you know, your husband never does anything with you, he doesn't doesn't see you for who you are you know and I, I was like oh what it just didn't register because right. it was about surviving and that's all I was really doing in those right. years was just surviving going from one hot mess to another and trying to make most of it as long as my kids are fine and as long as I can feed them and clothe them and make sure they're at school and that they're happy then that's all I really right.
1: was well, focused on. Exactly. And that's, you know, that's many of us. That's many of us moms. We're I, I'm not going to ask for more because I'm lucky that I have this and this is the most important focus for me. So I get that. Yeah. Let, let's talk a little bit about uh, chapter three, which is better, stronger, loved you. It sounds like you didn't have a lot of self-esteem by the end of the marriage, maybe self-worth, things of that nature. Do you think you came into the marriage feeling secure in who you were as a person you don't really no. think you ever got that chance to to, no, to figure not, out who you were not at all
0: yeah right. not at all I was perhaps a little underdeveloped in that respect I hadn't right. really found myself and we had when we first got married we moved quite quickly to another uh another country um and because he decided to take Uh, promotion within the company he was in so we moved to a completely different area no friends no family and while that was difficult I actually thrived in that environment but he didn't and so Mm -hmm. it only lasted uh, 18 months and he wanted to come home Uh, but within that time I'd actually secured quite a good job uh, that actually could have taken me places and and there was a lot of you know, what's the word?
1: Yeah, just things weren't right. You then. weren't no no. You weren't. You didn't have any children then. At this point, no,
0: no. We t- okay. um, I didn't have children till about five five years into the marriage. Okay.
1: So you um, had to five, decide if you wanted the marriage or the the career opportunity, because he yeah, was, he wanted to leave, and so it's either follow come with me, or right. Mm-hmm. And, and at uh, the time, yeah, yeah my uh-huh. mum
0: said to me, Don't come back, stay there. And
1: I just couldn't. I felt like obligated? Was, love? Yeah. What which what was the reason? Was it Don't love? Know. Was it well I'm married to him, so the right she... thing, the right thing to do is to come back with him? Um it was
0: probably that whole scared of being on my own, my own. and that right. abandonment and that whole oh, wait a minute, you know, I, I thought you were happy. This is what you wanted. You wanted me to earn money and I was earning like the same money that he was. Um I was going away for work on trips and things and it was, you know, we were having we could have like quite a nice affluent life together and do stuff. Right. But there was just he just didn't want that. He wasn't happy. Um and I thought, well, uh, something I'm doing wrong, you know, it must be me. So, yeah, I decided that I couldn't do it without him. Um, And, yeah, that's perhaps something that I've had to slowly but surely realise. Right. um, right. That, you know, maybe we had a codependent relationship and Mm. that's... Right. Highlighted in that, and that's why I couldn't couldn't make that break. And it's the same now, you know. Like you said, how did I deal with being blindsided? And, um well, truthfully, I didn't deal with it very well at all. Right. Even though there was plenty times where I could have filed for divorce, <laughs> I never did because I always thought about him and thought that's terrible to to give up on him because a lot of these things that have happened have been through circumstances it's not been his fault but I also the stuff that was his fault I never let him take accountability for it I always put an excuse in there for him right? um, because that's what he was telling me you know the reasons why um, this didn't happen and that didn't and I would get you know fed back to me pretty much you know so it would be like I would then say oh well this is why I would never I'd always take him at face value I'd never actually
1: reflect on anything um, right. Okay. Let's just talk about he, he. He gave. He did that. You guys were stuck in COVID, but eventually, at some point, you separated. Like, don't live together anymore. No. Um. What
0: What's kind okay. of um been the situation is because of finances and because okay. of the the downturn in the market in terms of right. jobs and uh, things like we're having to stick it out until my daughter's finished her high school education um, okay. because financially it's, it's absolute suicide to to
1: kind of you know break apart in that respect so you live together still mm-hmm. yeah oh We're jesus to do this yeah okay Let, let's talk about that for a second you're separated but you live together mm-hmm. so what does that mean what what type of freedom does that give him what type of freedom does that give you what sort of rules are there for this situation
0: well I guess the rules have just been made up <laughs> as they go along there was no playbook for this um, right and that's so that's what rules what did I've, you
1: guys come up with did you come that, up with any like what is yeah. the dynamic for you in this well, household that, that's Are you cooking of, the dinners? Is he paying the mortgage? Like, like what no. is the what's the so yeah? What's I, separated? I what does separated mean to you guys? <laughs> separated means it's it's
0: in terms of the legalities. So okay. that whole you know, um, he'll no longer be responsible for me in terms of you know the financial side because that's what separation is. It's a, it's a legal document to say okay. that. This is what you will do, and this is what you you will provide, and then this is what you know will happen after a certain uh, time, and that that's okay. what we are kind of working towards of being you know completely separate. Obviously, marriage is a is a legal um, a legal right. um, obligation, and with that comes certain um, legal
1: uh, uh, you know responsibilities responsibilities.
0: Right. But because obviously the children are still but well, one of them is still legally classed as a child. You know, they still need that uh, roof over their head. They still need, you know, that aspect of being, having somewhere safe to call home. Um, right. I guess I'm,
1: I, I'm, I want, I, I want to understand the structure of, of where, of how you're, of course, you can't move forward. If he's right there, I mean, how do you, how, how can you, this is a limbo that you're living in, uh, you know, no doubt about that. So that makes sense, but you have to see him every day. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You, do you guys uh, have a house enough so that you guys are in separate rooms or, you know,
0: how? Yeah, basically he will go to work all day and, and come home have some food now i'd still do the majority of the cooking because i want my kids to eat healthy and if i don't cook then no one eats uh and he doesn't cook so um if i don't make something then he'll sure eat. for
1: your kids yeah but so I, I you're cooking for him enough. also
0: yeah i okay. always make enough so there's there's some because to me i couldn't live like that i couldn't live like housemates
1: where you know it's just not me. And but I've is he living like a housemate? Is he living like a housemate? What? Yeah, what, he, what is he, is he still else. bringing to the table? I guess that's what I'm trying to still to understand. Uh, I know that you did a legal thing. And, um, a, you know, separation. Like Florida, where I am, it doesn't have legal separation. So you just married, or move divorced. out, break, and then okay. divorce, you know. So there's nothing that you have to do legally in between the marriage and the divorce, right? Mm-hmm. So... In this separation, there, what are the what are things legally that he has to provide, or is there nothing that he has to provide? Or, yeah, he's, you know.
0: he's said that he continues to pay the mortgage and um, and some bills. I pay some bills, so okay. um, you know our, our financial obligations are still similar uh, right. in that respect. Once, obviously, the girls are are my youngest daughter. It's classed once she's classed as an adult and he'll not have to to pay any spousal support maintenance or support or anything he has said that he will help um you know he'll never see that we won't
1: you know have a roof over your head or whatever yeah
0: but you know but your goal i'm I'm assuming
1: right your goal is to to try and be able to support your goal is to try and be able to um, rebuild your career so that you can afford to yeah. live on, yeah. pay your bills, and live Online. on your own. Yeah. So you're not counting on him. That's yeah. kind of and had
0: sp- had we been in that place, and had that been the case, then a
1: yeah. revalidation goodbye. Yes. It's that. <laughs> um,
0: that's fine. Don't need you, um, right, right, because that wasn't the case. Right. That's what kind of ensued. Now he could have been mean about it, and he could have said no I'm not doing this and right. had there been maybe someone else in the picture that might be a different story um, Right. but at the same time it is what it is and I've had to suck it up um, right. it's not been easy um, and of like course. I said I didn't take too well to the decision in the first place I right. always felt it was a, a knee jerk reaction um and it was a way of him to maybe get control back I don't know right um
1: but it's been a few years now so yeah he's serious at this point you feel like uh it's it's serious like um let's I think let's maybe use this to get into chapter four which is right um it's over now what do you have you come to terms with the fact whether it was something that obviously you did not want that the marriage is over it is yes. it is yeah,
0: over. The, our, oh. his and I relationship in terms of a, a romantic relationship is over. In Terms right. of co parenting that of course will always yeah. be parents. Right. And right. that that is the case. Um, right. incidentally when you know there was kind of a, a a third person, a third party that I was unaware of. Right. I'm just take take you back a few seasons. So when I first met him um, in the July, he actually had been sort of seen dating somebody, okay. and, and she was a friend of his best friends, and she was the best friend of his friends of his friends' now wife. Um, so okay. they'd been around each other for you know quite a, quite a while, and they went out, mm-hmm. and they went you know they went to uh, music events and. But she lived down in London, um, so she used to come up with them for uh, uh, music festivals that were on up in Scotland. um, And I didn't know that they were even an item, um, Mm. because when I first started dating him, he never mentioned her at all. He told me about his other relationships that he'd had um, with girlfriends, and I knew about them, and they had been pretty much long-term ones. But this, this other person, I didn't know that she had, they even had that type of relationship. Uh, okay. So, so it wasn't until years and years later, even in, well into our marriage, that I actually found out that they had been an item. And it was like, it was a bit of a kick in the teeth because I was, he made me believe that I was the love of his life and that, you know, but, you know, here was this person that he was kind of, you know, made out that wasn't anything special or, you know, but she was always kind of in the background. And then when he started, you know, things started getting quite bad at weekends and there was all those arguments and things. And, and I would come downstairs and he'd be on the telephone to her. Mm. Um, but I didn't know it was her. Of course. And I just, again, thought they were friends. Um, and it wasn't till I found some text messages on his phone that proved that there was maybe a bit more to it. But I always, but he always told me it was her, and that she had this thing for him. Of now, course. when I first met her, I only met her twice, and I met her when she got with her new boyfriend that she married. She was always really, she was really like cold to me, and I, would, I thought, you know how women, you know, women can tell if another woman doesn't like her or not. Yeah. And I was thought, why is she not like me? I, you know, done it. and I, you know, got on really well with her boyfriend, who's now her, her husband, and they seem to get married like really, really quickly. And I thought, hmm, that's strange. But they have two children and uh, X, y, Z, You know And it and it's like, yeah, this is weird. But anyway, he took he one night he called me by her name, um, oh, I. Crap. I lost the plot because I was like, how dare you, you know? Um, because it, obviously she was still in the background. Um, right. And having obviously they were having lots of conversations and things. And then just at the start of the year that, there, um, previously I'd got an email at work and it was from some person, which um, I thought it was spam. And it was like, I need to tell you something about... Uh, your husband or something and i was like this i didn't recognize the email address i was like it's rubbish so i just deleted it and lo and behold um at the start of the year i got a letter um from the husband of that woman ah. saying that um they'd had been having a, an all and off affair for a long long time and that he'd been away last year which he'd said he was going away for work um but the date kept changing. He was very cheap about it, but I never questioned it because apparently he met her. Um, and yeah, so they were in counseling again because uh, she
1: also. They going to try a, and fix it? Because they yeah, wanted to well, try and She
0: has a, a, a drinking problem as well. Oh, um, goodness. So, but for me, I, re- I wasn't angry at him. I was angry at her because I thought. Why would, you do, why would you blow your own marriage up? Uh, because the man that she has is a really nice man. Um, he loves her to bits. He supported her through thick and thin. They have an amazing house. They've got a really affluent lifestyle. He earns a lot, a lot of money. And um, they have beautiful children. Why would you want to do all that for mine who can't afford the life that he has, nor provides... For his own children so it to me it was like wow you must be crazy in your minds to to do that to to want to do that but then i just i realized for what what it was for what it was and it was just teenage that whole teenage thing of both the of one them, that got away yeah but both of them like reliving their, their years when they were right. both young free and happy and right you know going to the clubs and seeing music
1: and you know. Zero and, and responsibility yeah, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That, and that's reckon, what they reminded each other of.
0: Yeah and I reckon it was that more than anything else right. um, but I haven't heard anything since um, he was very open and honest and he'd said I, I, I told her last time that I would tell you because it'd been hidden for years. Everybody else knew about it I didn't right. um, mm. and yeah that part because it felt like this person you know and i kind of understand a bit how diana you know not that i'm then I'm not liking it to that but she always said there was a third person in her right. marriage right. and i thought god i don't didn't quite understand that but i understand that better now
1: that yeah right. if, if someone you didn't know it it was something there that you didn't know was there but when you yeah. found out about this this was after he gave you the separation or before
0: um so this is this is this is after but obviously I knew about her when we were together but I didn't no, right, know right right you didn't that know that they, they were
1: dating or that they had a yeah, relationship yeah I didn't know
0: that him. they were meeting at, at times right. so you throughout. found this out after but was yes. this the
1: reason that he gave you the separation no because he was going to try and be with her not even
0: no no right. he doesn't even know that I know because I've never oh. i kept, kept quiet about it I didn't I didn't feel it was, it's, it doesn't make a difference. Um, right. Divorce is divorce. It's, it's no fault now. So there's no, you can't have a divorce based on adultery or anything like that. So right, right. It's of no but value. What about
1: you personally, for you, for your, you know, being able to rebuild yourself and learn and stuff like that? Is there something that you need to do about this? You know, it's not about the courts things, but, but to give yourself value and respect, you know, like you're saying, I felt like, why did she do that? You thought about her and how she's blowing up her marriage, but you're not, you, you didn't really, did you at some point think about you and be like, wait a minute, this is bullshit to me. This man disrespected and undervalued me and was, uh, you know, I, I, I'm like, I'm questioning where you are putting yourself in this whole thing. I understand your daughters have something going on. Uh, I understand the economy and all that stuff, but I, I feel like you have to look out for yourself. I feel like you you're mm-hmm. not there yet to be like, what about me? I need mm-hmm. to start valuing me and giving myself some some space in all of this. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you are struggling to do that? Yeah, yeah. At the moment,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, because it's like having. And another friend, you know, it said, you know, it's like having the weight of the world on your shoulders and it right. gets heavy and you need to put, put them down. And I guess I've carried his trauma, his, you know,
1: yeah. issues,
0: um, and I've tried really hard to kind of support him and help him overcome them and overcome his own demons um, whilst overcoming mine as well. Right, um, right. I got quite heavy into sort of exercise and fitness and, um, and I've, you know, tried to encourage him to, to do the same. Um he's, but he's just not. And, and now I've just had to realize, well, he's never going to change. He is who he is. And uh, I have to respect that. So that's quite good for me because that takes a long time for me to, to get to that point.
1: Right. Because for I me, think... lo-
0: love is uh-huh. unconditional um well I, yes yeah but. I grew up, yeah but I grew up in a, a very catholic uh, environment with school right. and things so right. uh, you know turn the other cheek uh you know have that compassion for others uh, you know yes and I totally walking, get all that
1: because I also was raised catholic but yeah
0: but that was a big I, big thing for me um yes but yeah but I'm not I'm not a walkover and I'm certainly not you know I certainly don't allow people to to mistreat me on purpose if they do no of course they do and you know I walk away
1: or right uh, right they don't know but the thing I think about is the thing I think about is that when you you guys have had to have a long separation together and you still have some time to go. I would hate for you to get to the end where he actually leaves and you have not been able to do any of the work on yourself because he's Mm -hmm. there. You know what I mean? And he's there, but he's not there as your partner anymore or your responsibility anymore. And it's hard to acknowledge that. But I think that that I think that that's the the block that's keeping you from being able to start moving forward and focusing on yourself. And I say this all the time. You don't have to be mean. You don't have to be a bitch. You don't have to be evil. But you do have to set the boundary of, you know what, I have to start working on me. And I don't want to wait until let myself live in this limbo and wait until you and I are officially apart to fix myself because that's literally wasting time. You're yeah. not building or fixing a marriage at this point. So if no. you're not building and fixing a marriage, then what you need to do is be building and fixing you. Yeah.
0: And, uh, and you know, and as a short example
1: yeah. of him going to the gym or not going to the gym, not your problem anymore. Yeah. Not your no, worry, you know? Ab- it, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and and yeah. I I do feel I have been
0: because I've okay. you know made so many new friends. Uh, right. online and um, right. become part of other communities and networks good. you know I'm building towards a career again and, and being right. work again and you know I do like a lot of exercise I've met other people through that and okay. um, I'm I've grown quite a bit and um, good
1: but I you're also, seeing the changes. Are you yeah, seeing the I po- do see forward the th- progress? Right. Yeah,
0: I do. I'm not stuck as what I was. Okay. I was stuck, okay. but I'm not good, now. Good. Okay. But I'm also not really that bothered about being with anybody. You know, and that's a big thing because that's going from... Being with anybody? Is that what you're saying? Being with somebody? Yeah, I'm not... Oh, no, I mean, no, no. In being in a relationship with another
1: man. Right. That's, and I I'm absolutely not, think... Yeah. That is, you know, I think that especially for you are similar to me. I got married at 23. Uh, I, was, I had a good five or six years not having to live with my ex, but like apart yeah. that were the best years of my life learning about myself and, you know, building myself up and realizing I can do all this. The, the power that you have when you can survive and support yourself and thrive by yourself, I think it's an important opportunity and something that all of us women need so that when, when, if we meet another person, they're not entering because of a need, because what they can give to us, it's only because they will enhance what we have already been able to give ourselves.
0: So definitely I
1: I do not suggest at this point to be looking uh, in, in towards uh, any sort of outside relationship. I just think Mm -hmm. The working and you know re- relearning about you and rebuilding yourself up and the love for yourself that's probably where the best place to focus your energy right now yeah. until you can officially divorce him would would probably be
0: yeah then and that's yeah. that's what I'm ultimately doing right. um, yeah I don't see the need for to have someone you know right. to fill whatever void that's there. At first, I did. Don't get me wrong, because we all do. (laughs) I I felt like I had been used, and uh, you know, I was just what a baby baby maker. Um, And actually, you weren't. You know, you took those vows, but did you meet any of them? Um, Because I meant them, um, and I don't think he did, and I don't think he's ever provided truly what I needed. but I also should be able to provide that for myself, and that's right. what I want to be able to do.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, because that's that's what I should have been doing, it, or should have got to that stage where I, I could have offered that to myself first. Oh my but that's God. hindsight. But again,
1: yes, hindsight. And that's not how the world was... was. That's not how we were being taught. We were being no, taught, be, we you know, be, you know, exactly. We were raised more to be the wife, to be the mother and yeah. to be all these things. And I so we have to come up with
0: daughters to be like this. Exactly. I, absolutely not. Yeah. I want them to be self-sufficient and right. um, strong for themselves and right. do what they want to do.
1: And exactly. I will exactly. not repeat the cycle. Absolutely. Um, I agree 100%. I want to ask you, you're not there yet, but Chapter 5, Divorced and Beyond. I want to know what you feel for you, what Divorced and Beyond is going to look like. What will that, what do you want that to look like for you?
0: I'm still working on that. Okay. But what what I, I know that I need to have is I need to have a stable environment. It's something that I've not really had. Uh, Certainly not in my childhood and, and not in my adult life. So to have that stability would be something that would be really, really important to me. Now, stability doesn't necessarily mean having to have fixed things that are, you know, entrenched or ingrained. And, and you do it because that's what you do. Stable to me is uh having a structure that moves with the wind. Um, so a bit like uh, Bruce Lee always said, you know, it should be like a blade of grass and bend with, bend with the wind because any, anything else kind of either breaks or it gets pushed over. So for me, um, it's about uh, building a structure that can allow that, that movement. So whether, that's a, whether that is in a, a sense of my own self so that I'm not rigid, that I can be more adaptable, um, I think that's what I'm moving towards. Right. I know that ultimately my children will grow up. I'll become, they'll, they'll leave me. They'll go and have their own life. That's right. fabulous. And I intend to do that also because I want to keep learning. I want to keep to travel, to learn about different cultures, to learn about different philosophies um so i know that all those ingredients need to be part of my life right. whether or not there'll be someone special that's for that's for the, the future to decide absolutely um, but i think i've got to be you know living my best life because you only have one life that and is it's absolutely not, right yeah it's not right. a rehearsal um and that's something like that, that you do learn But that's a good thing because anything that, you know, is for you now, I think will come your way. Um, Because if you can get rid of all those negative blocks and those things that were holding you back. And certainly my marriage held me back in many ways. Um, So it's about recognizing that I don't need to have the marriage label. I don't need to be someone's wife to be me. And that it's Absolutely. okay for me to be me.
1: I think and that to is... to take space. So. Yes. And to, you know, put yourself first. Yeah. To put yourself first. That that is uh, It is okay to do that. Because if your bucket is full, then you can fill others' buckets. You know, yeah. you can... How they say that. So, well, Sophia, I want to thank you so much for joining me today, for sharing about your journey. I definitely feel like you are on the right track and you, you know, you have all of the clear mindedness to get to where you need to be. So I'm excited for you because I think once you are able to get to the other side, you're going to, you're going to be living exactly like you said, your best life. So thank you so much for joining and sharing your story. I really appreciate it.
0: No, thank you, Josie. It's been an absolute pleasure. And like you said, you know, fill your own cup first so you could fill everyone else's. And that's one thing that I know that I can do Uh, because I do have a lot of love to give and um, certainly everyone that uh, I know and care for knows that uh, that's something that uh, I hold true and uh, of value to myself. So it's been wonderful to be able to share this uh, journey that I've been on. And by no means am I at the end, like you said, uh, but certainly... You're in the right direction. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, to... where it may take me rather than it being something that was scaring me it now excites me so that's certainly a, a positive and thank you for giving not just me this opportunity but all the other ladies and um, that you've helped uh to voice what they're going through because divorce is something that is only ever talked about in terms of celebrity and and whether you know Miley Cyrus writes a song and you know other people have that opportunity to to voice what, what they go through so for everyday women like myself it's great to have that uh, that uh, platform to be able to talk about these things because it's such a such a, a transition in anyone's life and um, thank you for
1: for allowing us to to share our our stories Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you uh, seeing the value and for coming on to share your story because together we're going to be helping quite a few other women. So I I appreciate you so much. Thank you. And I just want to say thank you again to Sophia for being brave enough to come on here and share her story with all of us. If you think you would like to share your journey the five chapters of Surviving a Separation, please feel free to reach out to me. The link will be in the show notes. And with that, I'll leave you for this week. Bye for now. Thanks again for listening. And if you found value in today's episode, I would really appreciate it if you could go take a moment and leave a rating and review on apple podcast or wherever you're streaming from it would really help to get the word out and help us build this community and as we wrap up today's heart to heart i hope you find healing feel your strength grow and embrace your journey forward